Hello. Welcome to Simply Write, where writers gather. If you're a writer, you're cordially invited to gather and listen to other writers, some published, some not. We'll discuss techniques, problems, solutions, and sources for help. This podcast will let you know that you are not alone and that writing is everything, whether you want to publish or not. We're here to help you build confidence in yourself and your work. So welcome to Simply Write. Episode 2. Write. Write as much as you can. It's an unofficial standard that to be considered a master of anything, you need to spend 10,000 hours dedicated to whatever it is you want to master. A marathon runner, a surgeon, an airline pilot, they master their crafts and spend a lot of time getting to the pinnacle, only to be required to maintain proficiency so that skill isn't lost. Continuing hours of application, just to maintain that level of competence. It's the same with anything. You want to be good at something, you have to do it. A long time ago, I went almost nine months without driving a car. When I got back in the car again, it was unsettling, to say the least. It took me a while to acclimate. To put 10,000 hours into perspective, if you work eight hours a day, for five days a week, for 50 weeks a year, you will accumulate 2,000 hours. Imagine doing anything continuously for eight hours a day, five days a week, for 50 weeks. You'd need that two-week vacation. After you're a master, then you practice your trade to maintain proficiency. You continually have to stay in shape, stretch, learn new things, and maintain your focus. Successful practice occurs on a regular basis with focus. So today, we're going to talk about writing regularly, and hammering out a text message or a business email doesn't really count, unless you're writing a novel about text messages and business email, and even then, what I'm about to cover still applies. Get in the habit of writing regularly for a certain period of time on a schedule, as often as you can. If you're retired, your ability to write regularly will be different from a single mother with three children working outside of the home. It doesn't matter. Carve out what time you can, for as long as you can, but make every attempt to make it a regular schedule for a minimum of 15 minutes, if that's all you can afford. More is better. Write until you get into the mood, or the groove of writing at that time. When time begins to slip away, when you find yourself engrossed what you're writing, that's where the quality time comes from and what needs to be repeated as often as you can. If you can't afford more time, that's fine. But results will take longer to realize. And that's okay. You will figure it out if you have the desire to write. It's like an addiction. But please don't ignore other facets of your life that are equally, if not more, important. Find a time and place that's conducive to you for writing, regardless of the time, day, or location. It's all about you. Make a date with yourself at a time and place of your choosing. A quiet place, a noisy place, a private place, a public place, 
Whatever allows you to focus on what you want to do. Write. If you have a subject to write about, great. If you're expanding on a diary or a journal, searching for meaning, searching for answers, and are deeply and emotionally involved in that writing, that's great. If not, have an exercise that you might be interested in. And it works if you run into the dreaded writer's block that we'll cover in a future episode. Take several pieces of paper, again, or on your laptop, set up a document with five half pages. And at the top of the first, write who. Halfway down the paper, write what. On the next sheet, at the top, write when. And halfway down, write where. And finally, on the last sheet at the top, write why. Go back to the who and pick a person, real or imaginary. Give them a name. Don't even think. Any name that is used will be fine. Then go to what and briefly write what that person, or did you have a creature, an alien, and write what they did or are doing. Skip to when and write when they did this. Use a date if you want, or something less definitive as in last summer, or in the middle of the night, or midnight, or even in the distant past or future. Skip to where and begin to write down everything you can think of to describe where, such as outside or the bottom of a valley, at the mouth of a cave, outside of a spacecraft. Then write more and more about that where. Was it a closet filled with old clothes that smelled of pipe tobacco and mothballs? Could it be a burnt expanse of prairie or a lush landscape in a post-apocalyptic world? Spend some time exploring your new world, your new environment. Make it real so you can smell it. Has it just rained, or is it about to? See if there were rapidly churning clouds that moved quickly and engulfed you with an oily mist that smelt of machinery. Finally, let's open the why of your who is doing what, when they were doing it, and where they were when this was happening. Do not think too much. Just put your pen or your fingers down and begin writing. Get a basic idea of why this is all occurring. Let it flow from you. If you feel clogged at any time, write, why is this happening to me? I'm stuck. I can't do this. Give it another go. Go back to who and look at who this is. And let's begin to put more to them. How tall are they? What kind of body do they have? Are they muscled or are they tubby? Flat. How many arms do they have? What color is the skin? What is the texture? Is it smooth, covered with soft pink flesh, or scaly and green in tone? What are their clothes made of? Are they in disrepair? What color are their eyes? How many eyes do they have? Does he have a patch over an eye? Do they have multiple eyes? Do they appear to be injured? Do they have hair? What color? You get the idea. Write your heart out to describe this who, their presence, their odor, whatever you can think of 
And while you're at it, slide in some comparatives. Sky blue, cerulean blue, cobalt blue. Write out as many words as you can to describe any aspect of your character at random. Flood the page with words. Just write. Get the heart, head, and hands moving at the same time. Be somewhere new and exciting. Move through each of the W's until you're out of time, or are exhausted, or your fingers hurt. Then sit back and relax. Close your eyes. Rest your hands. Breathe slowly and deeply, holding your breath. Then exhale slowly, fully, completely. Push the air from your lungs out as much as you can and breathe in again. Do this five or six times. How do you feel? Invigorated? Relaxed? Accomplished? Did you go somewhere you hadn't planned? This exercise helps unlock your mind. It's a great tool for writer's block and can be used for characters, scenes, plot lines, etc. It stimulates your brain, enhancing your creativity by forcing you to break from your usual repertoire of words and phrases. It makes you flex your brain while your heart drives it to reach further into the old places of the classes you took in school. Did you feel any frustration because you couldn't think of more words? Or you had that word on the tip of your tongue, but you just couldn't think of it. This is what this exercise is supposed to do. Make you dig down deep and break out of your daily use of the normal words that define the life around you. Let's move on. With a highlighter, find several words that you were comfortable using and highlight them. Then using a thesaurus, look them up and write out their synonyms. The word or phrase that means exactly or nearly the same as the original word. This is your ammunition belt of words that will allow you to express yourself in different ways. When you've completed several, look at those words and determine if they're an exact match or closely similar. Look at synonyms of your results. Discover how soon they either deviate or reveal a word that better fits what you were trying to express. Begin to write down your favorite words. Write down words that you have discovered. The aha words. I learned a word that I didn't know, but was intimately familiar with the meaning. It was related to smell, the most primal of our senses. Did you know our sense of smell is the last to shut down when you go to sleep and the first to wake up? It's a protective reaction to the smell of smoke, danger, and goes back to the days of first humans on Earth. It's about survival. When I was growing up in Colorado, we lived in a relatively rural area. In the spring and summer, when the rains came, you could smell the rain before it arrived. The wind would blow toward you, and you could smell it. That earthy dampness of water and dirt. Sometimes with a mixture of sage and tumbleweeds. The word that describes that smell is petrichor. Petrichor became the name of a Kong Bo, a water buffalo in Vietnam, in my wife's book. Whenever I smell petrichor, 
I think I'm home. And now, a fictitious character in a book. Your frequent writing will contribute to your physical health through its meditative processes, emotionally when you begin to feel your way through a written passage about a significant event such as a birth, a death, a wedding, or the discovery of an unfaithful partner. You will connect with others through your work and elicit feelings from them. This is not only communicating words. It communicates feelings as well as educates, perhaps alter their understanding of the world and circumstances you write about. You have the power to change lives. Your vocabulary will increase and your command of language will improve over time. Retain everything you write. It's important to have a repository for your writing, your thoughts, your play on words. It can come in handy in the future. A well-written sentence that's powerful emotionally may not fit into a particular scene or even a story, but it may be just what's needed in another piece. Be careful, though. Keep a note next to any special works as to when and where they are used. <laughs> I once read a book series that I loved and discovered an entire paragraph had been used in two different books of that series, word for word. I was shocked to find that. I thought highly of the author and was engrossed in that 13-book series. I felt somewhat betrayed. Yes, what you write and what you do as an author can come back on you in a negative manner. And it wasn't even a powerful paragraph. It was an explanation of a railroad bridge and the train that crossed it. Again, to retaining your works, you must have a system. And if it's electronic, make absolutely sure you have it backed up in multiple locations that you can access, even if you don't have an internet connection. Flash drives are relatively inexpensive and can be used to store interim work for ready access. And if your primary source, such as a computer hard drive, fails, and they will fail, you just don't know when, you'll need ready access to your history. Back up as soon as you open the file to work on it, and back up often. How often is often? Well, you need to determine how much work you can afford to lose. I have my auto backup set for five minutes. I use Word, and when I'm moving chunks of my initial drafts to my laptop from my notebooks, like I did for this podcast, I also have an external 3-terabyte hard drive connected to the laptop, and I use a flash drive at the end of each writing session to save the draft I'm working on with a sequential file name, so I have many copies of the in-progress work to refer to. Your writing is very much an individual journey. Do not be tempted to compare yourself or your work with anyone. You will see changes in your work soon enough as you yourself will begin to change. You're writing. You're developing a habit of writing now, as much as you can, as often as you can, and you are periodically learning new words with your thesaurus. Getting better and more skilled at writing will come later, as we introduce new ideas to help you along the way, much like a coach will work with you to refine your talents. But unless you practice, and dedicate some time toward developing yourself, toward becoming a better writer, you're wasting your time.
tools of the trade. Get a hard copy dictionary and a thesaurus. Or make sure you have a readily available link on your computer. Again, if you don't have an internet connection, you'll need hard copies of these items. They're not expensive. You don't need the latest revision. If you can command every word in a dictionary in a thesaurus released 10 years ago, you'll be fine. Trust me. And you'll save lots of money. When you research a word, learn the word. Spend time with it. Learn to use it in a sentence and its variations of past-present, perhaps as a noun and a verb. Learn the origins of a word and its use. Understand the etymology and lexicology of a word. You might begin by understanding the difference between etymology and lexicology. <laughs> so start soon. Get in the habit of writing and simply write. Next week, we'll talk about another important skill you will need to master to become a better writer. The ability to read. That concludes today's episode, and I hope you learned something that may help you become a more confident and better writer. Remember, you can contact me, Jeff Warnock, at a seat at the table publishing.com. <laughs> yes, it's still all one word. Again, contact me at a seat at the table publishing.com. I will reply to you. Until next time, simply write.